welcome to SlayerFest98. I'm your host, Ian Carlos Crawford, and joining me for our MCU 2021 recap episode, I have Senior Gaming Editor at Input Magazine. Ryan Houlihan. Blogger and PhD candidate. Ashley K. Smalls. And Senior Reporter for Decider.com. Brett White. Hello, everyone. Um, So, yeah, we're going to talk about MCU had quite the year. And as Brett knows, every time there is like a Marvel anything, I read all of his shit. Brett, I always feel like you you help guide me through this. Um. <laughs> yeah, unless it's the Hawkeye finale because they dropped that the Wednesday before Thanksgiving and your boy was on vacation. Oh, I was wondering. I was like, hell no. Yeah. How no. did I miss his thing? Like, I nope. couldn't find it. Okay. That makes sense. Nope. <laughs> Disney don't give out screeners, so they don't get coverage sometimes. That's so weird that they don't. I mean, I guess they just don't care, right? No, they we, they don't need us. We yeah. need them more than they need us. Yeah. Overlords. <laughs> you should be happy you get to watch it at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So what I'm going to do is at the top here, I'll have us give our 2021 uh rankings uh ashley uh so there was nine things that came out this year there was all the disney plus shows of hawkeye wandavision uh loki falcon and winter soldier and what if and then we got spider-man no way home black widow shang chi and eternals in the movie theater ashley what's your ranking oh my gosh okay well number one is very easy no way home um like not only was it just phenomenal in terms of a movie um albeit yeah some plot holes but it had me obsess over andrew garfield it's been three weeks and here we are <laughs> uh, I, I bought a hoodie because he wore it that's where we're at it's only been three weeks so um <laughs> that was that. that was pretty big magic right there uh, but next to that i'd have to say uh number two would be wandavision um just the high that we were experiencing around that time they had yeah. me I, I I feel like I was like Indiana Jones. I don't know what, what I was. Like, I was just, <laughs> I was like literally uh, emailing. I was like texting my grandmother, like, I need you to go to the basement. There's some comics down there. I need you to ship them to me because <laughs> there's no information on the internet and I have to put this together. <laughs> uh, I think I'd put Shang-Chi at number three. It was a phenom- It was a really great movie. Um, I feel like it's kind of starting to get buried because of the No Way Home conversation right now. Yeah, but it yeah. really did come out like it was a, a fascinating origin story i'm really excited to see how he fits in especially with that end scene and what happens in the post credit yeah. role in the future avenger movies i can't believe i'm saying this but i think i would put hawkeye number four right. um he they did a good job i mean and i know people were just very upset with like well not upset but like you have to give the street level uh superhero stuff a chance like especially yeah. if with with what happened in no way home we now have daredevil and stuff like that like you you can't i know wandavision had us really fascinated with the magic but like i think they they did uh hawkeye really well for the street level crimes that also exist in the comics and 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 in the have to exist in the multi uh in the universe um i would follow that with black widow and hawkeye and black widow is kind of really neck and neck i'm gonna give it to hawkeye because we got more from yelena in my opinion yeah like in a way like in action um which is fair because like bakudo was about natasha but i did enjoy black widow then i'd have to do loki um loki was a little disappointing to me i did not not enjoy it i thought it was good but um i don't know it didn't fully i wasn't the biggest fan of sylvie i don't think it really conveyed that that Kang was the best part of Loki to me. I mean, I know he's mm. he who must not be named in the show, but right, right. 
And then I would say the Falcon and Winter Soldier. I think I was on here for a show on that and I was pretty yeah. vocal about how they really didn't deliver um, on the ending for that for me. Still, I, I think they did a good job in terms of character arc for Bucky. And that's another thing that, that goes against, the, like they didn't, Sam started to feel like a side character in his own show multiple times. And it was kind of upsetting. Um, yeah, we'll get into it more. But uh, what if then, I would follow that with what if, and then Eternals. And I, I really was not happy with really what if or as a series, but the Chadwick Boseman episode is enough for me to put it over Eternals. I think that's all of it. Was I missing uh, something? Yeah, no, you got, Ashley, your list is almost... Uh, we just have like a few things that's like, oh, that's four instead of five, but our lists are almost <laughs> yeah. the same. So yeah, I'm looking yeah. at my list. Um, Brett, what was what would be your ranking? Uh, my number one was WandaVision. Mm. Of course, uh, since that is uh, Jeanette, the universe conjured that in order to uh, help my mental health in January and February and March. Um, it really yeah. was like made for you, Brett. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it and I, I just rewatched all nine episodes yesterday as part of my husband. My husband wanted to watch all of the MCU in chronological order. You already got. Wow. You already got to Wandavision. Well, we started December twenty sixth, and we're on Falcon and Winter Soldier right now. So. Holy shit, that's impressive. <laughs> so it's been oh, uh, crazy. Um, <laughs> that was my number one. I think Shang Chi was my number two, just because again, okay. like I, and it's it's interesting because like pandemic feelings are tied up in this because like that was the most fun I've had in a movie theater yeah, yeah. since probably birds of prey in mm. you know, February, 2020, but like seeing that movie in the theater and having read, like I read a bunch of Shang-Chi comics before then and it didn't matter cause they didn't do any of it, which thank God <laughs> comics are kind of all over the place. Uh, but yeah, just totally fun. I cannot wait to see the future for all those characters, especially for a movie that was basically an original Marvel movie. Yeah. Yeah. All those concepts and characters were all, that's all MCU. There's very little from the comics. I think that was such a success. I think my number three is probably Spider-Man. Probably. <laughs> I, I, cause I really did love, uh, I really did love Loki and okay. I, Spider-Man was one of those things. Like I came home and I was, I told my husband, like it, it, it I think it was a movie. It's kind of like with Endgame and like Infinity War, where they're 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 too big to even be called movies. It just feels like yeah, that was I, that that's, was an ex- it was an experience, <laughs> you know. So, but I still like it was again one of the most fun experiences in the theater, seeing it in Queens on opening night with like people just losing their minds for <laughs> whole minutes, and then me being a huge Daredevil fan, just completely getting that in Hawkeye the same week. I was losing my mind. Uh, <laughs> so I I put it third and then Loki fourth cuz I love the production design and music and like cinematography and vibe of Loki. Yeah. I like is I just loved so much. We just we were we've watched the first four episodes. We're I have a weird timeline order that I'm doing. Um, <laughs> and just like the the Lamentus episode, the Sylvie Loki train date in the in the dying purple world, like that mm. episode is just so fun and weird and beautiful to look at. Yeah, it really is. I think then and then after that, uh probably again, like yeah, Hawkeye and Black Widow are so neck and neck. And again, like I've I just rewatched Black Widow the other day, and I think it is even better than the first two or three times I watched it. Is it is really helped if you watch it right after civil war it really connects all of these themes with natasha's arc and it makes the movie even 
better. Uh, so I'll probably, but, uh, but Hawkeye, there's more Hawkeye and I loved Kate Bishop and it even did the hard thing of making me like Jeremy Ritter by the yep. end of it. Like it yep. really, real <laughs> that was, I was struggling for the first two episodes. Like it's a Hawkeye show and Hawkeye's, uh, annoying. Um, who he is as a person. Yeah. <laughs> I think his line in the musical was, he seems like a nice guy. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and it's like, cause I love Hawkeye in the comics and I love that Hawkeye run, but Jeremy Renner's Hawkeye has never been that Hawkeye. So yeah. it was weird. I mean, we talked about this in the Hawkeye episode that I did where they right. had to take a lot of Clint Barton's, attitudes from the fraction and Aja run and put it on Kate because yeah. like, and she literally got a lot of his lines from the comic. Um, and then I, I what if is my number seven in, and I want to stress like all of these so far have been like A's or B pluses. Yeah. yeah. And even like, what if I adored what if the animation I thought was so spectacular. And I think every single episode had like moments of animation that were just really good art like it was just so artfully done and i really just respect in an age where everything is a you know 12 hour movie getting just tight 20 to 30 minute stories that are beginning middle end like inciting incident consequence wrap up and you're depressed (laughs) (laughs) i really appreciated that uh and then falcon winter soldiers last which again like i enjoyed watching i did think that I think a lot of the Marvel Disney Plus shows stumbled in the final episodes, mostly due to COVID and them having to change just a lot of shit on the fly. I think that uh, Loki and Hawkeye are probably the first two that didn't have to deal with that. Um, And I I liked it a lot. I hate what they did with Sharon Carter. I still hope she's a scroll because for some reason I like Sharon Carter a lot because if it's a character that has under five lines, I'm going to love them. Listen, a gay man liking a, a woman who has five lines as a side character. Yeah, I'm sorry. yeah. That's like ne- Nebula musicals fans. written about that. <laughs> Nebula fans have been feeling so blessed for the past couple of years after she finally got her comeuppance. Um, and then I did not see Eternals because I don't give a fuck. I, I, I keep saying if the Inhumans are the boring X-Men, then the Eternals are the boring Inhumans. And <laughs> and like the only characters I gave a shit about were Cersei and Black Knight, because reading those 70s Eternals comics is painful, except <laughs> Cersei, who is a socialite queen bitch in New York City who just likes to throw parties and fight. And she's so great. And then from what I heard about her in the movie, she's not that. <laughs> and that nope. is a damn shame. And uh, again, like Black Knight, love Black Knight. He is like the jacketiest jacket Avenger <laughs> of the 90s. And the fact that he doesn't even become Black Knight until the post credits I mm-hmm. had read. Yeah. Made me angry. So I was like, I don't need to see that. January 12th, I guess I got a date on Disney+. Plus. You know what? <laughs> it's funny. So I had emailed Brett to ask him to be on. And Brett was like, well, I heard what they did with Cersei. Like, I don't, you know, I'm, I have no interest in this. And when I saw the movie, I think I emailed you after or DM you to be like, you are right. You will not like this. <laughs> um, I love Gemma Chan. Like, I, yeah. I think that was like such great casting, but just like make, let her be Cersei. She, I think she would kill that role, right? If they made her more like, comic accurate like yeah. hot not caring like. which again is a kind of character that we don't have in the mcu because yes. they took the wasp and made her you know dead for a movie and then brought her back as a super scientist um yeah. i really hope they have michelle Pfeiffer return some looks in quantum mania but anyway <laughs> um ryan what would be your ranking so 
Um, I, I, it's a concept ranking. Everybody go along with us. <laughs> okay. I have been criticized in the past for being too negative about Marvel stuff, even though I'm the biggest fan and I spend so much money on it. I'm entitled <laughs> to that. Anyway, anyway, I usually have critiques because I want it to be the best it could be. So for this success, instead, uh, for this list, instead of doing that, I'm going to celebrate its successes. Each of these, I believe, was successful in some way, and I'm going to run it down. Number one, okay. Spider-Man No Way Home. Huge experimental crossover concept success aimed for the stars. And guess what? The general public got it, which I think would is a great way to open up like lots of other crazy possibilities and trusting the audience. Um, and I, it was a ton of fun. It could have – the fact that it was so spoiled, like so many elements of it were spoiled, could have made it not a fun movie to watch. It would have just been a series of like I was waiting all movie for this. And it wasn't. It was a ton of fun. I absolutely stand it. You can go listen to the No Way Home episode <laughs> um, and listen to just me go, ah, in the background the whole time. Um I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. It may be a little bit of recency bias, um, but I put it above my number two choice, which is also a perfect thing, which is WandaVision, which I thought was a huge creative success. It was like, to me, I thought WandaVision was just a series of like design challenges and script writing challenges for the team. And it was fun to see them rise to the occasion each episode. Um, it wasn't, a, it wasn't like literally perfect. I had little things I would have changed or tweaked here or there, but I really walked away from that being like, holy shit, that was the best TV show I have seen in years. And I am so proud of my Marvel babies for doing it. Um, <laughs> number three, I did Loki. It was a successful anti-hero story, which I have been starting to think Marvel really wouldn't be able to pull off because they really want you to like every single character. Um, and uh, no, uh, sometimes you have bad people and they can change and grow and stuff like that. But at their core, let them be bad people. <laughs> That's who they <laughs> are. Um, anyway, I loved it. It was an anti-hero success. Hawkeye, similarly to um, Ashley, you were saying like it is a street level um, movie or a show. I agree. I feel for several years that we have been on like a superhero inflation where every mm. challenge has to be bigger and every story mm -hmm. has to have more special effects and it has to bring in like gods and then the gods, gods, and yeah, then the aliens. Like, yeah. like, it's too big. Um, and I thought it was a great proof that like we can, it just has to be a good story. Like this was just home alone if Hawkeye was in it. And I loved <laughs> that. It was so creative. They came up with such cool ways to use their power. Like it was, I had such a good time and I cannot stand Hawkeye in the MCU. I love that. I, obviously I, love the book. Me, yeah. um, I can't, I don't, I'm not really a Jeremy Renner fan. I don't want to bash the guy, but I just, I've never been on total board with him as an actor. Um, and honestly, Haley Steinfeld or whatever, I was like, you know, this is a pop star. Like, I don't really know. I've watched her music videos when I work out, but I don't know if I'm like <laughs> here for this. And I walked away being like, she's a star. She's a legend. She's an icon. <laughs> she's the mother that everyone should have. Um, so that was great. And it proved that it just has to be a good story with good acting and good writing. It doesn't need to be bigger and more spectacle every time. It can just be good and you can have great reveals that are long-term payoff for fans that also work within the story like the kingpin such oh, a good reveal yeah. baked right into the story i was so happy um then i said uh shang chi which i thought was a total success for the mcu to prove it can do original completely original um uh uh canon and a completely original origin story and i thought that you know like it could have very easily felt out of place and it didn't and i thought that's Shang-Chi for me now. That's the character in my mind, and that's great. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Black Widow, total success at, and this is going to be a hot, controversial hot take, at replacing one character with an upgraded version of that character in the mm. MCU, <laughs> which I have been sort of starting to think like, well, what if they bring in Spider-Gwen and she's not as good as Tom Holland, and then everyone's going to say women can't be Spider-Man ever again, or blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and I thought, new Hawkeye. I fucking stand. And frankly, I did not go into that thinking I would walk away liking Hawkeye more with like Hawkeye, the next generation or whatever, like Degrassi. I thought I wasn't going <laughs> to love it. Um, and I did. And I thought that was, um, uh, I thought that was great that Black Widow, uh, that that movie was able to, to, to bring in Yelena and make her like an upgraded Black Widow, widow in my mind. Um, Eternals, I thought was a great success for representation. And, you know, we're getting to the end of this list. So I will also say it was a success. <laughs> As practice for X-Men. <laughs> Great job, everybody. It was a good dry run. We have some notes, but we're for opening day, we're going to be ready, okay? <laughs> we really need you to get off book, Gemma Chan. <laughs> um, what if was successful as being something I like the idea of and which will sit in my queue for a very long time until I am fully removed from its release maybe a year from now then i will actually watch it and hopefully <laughs> i'll find things to like about it but i heard so much mixed stuff that i i liked the idea of it enough that i was like you know what i'm just gonna leave this on pause so i didn't really watch it that's a total cop out but even beneath the one i did not watch for me <laughs> was the falcon and the winter soldier which is success a success in only in the fact that i can repress it and pretend it didn't happen <laughs> That's great. I'm going to go into this next movie so excited to see those heroes again, fully forgetting how much I hated spending time with them last time. And you know what? That's a success for me. That's a success for this guy. So, um, yeah, that was my last. And a shout out to the Guardians of the Galaxy game, which is the first really good Marvel game that Sony hasn't made in a long, long, long time. And it was a great story. And I have to recommend that if you're an MCU fan, you go pick that up. Um, I think it's on PS4, so you don't need yeah. like a next gen console for it. So it might still be on sale. I just got it on sale, so you know. See, sorry, Ian, you were gonna say before I interrupted oh. you to complete my list. <laughs> no, I, I just love that you said that. Like how much you hated spending time with them. Um, so okay, so but I mean, we we all seem to have similar rankings. I feel like Loki seems to be the only one that like is jumping around for a lot of us. But so for me, number one is WandaVision. I mean, I rewatched it with my mom. We did a Patreon episode about it. My mother, who used to be very emotional, but at her old age, never cries at shit. Like her mother's funeral, I did not see her cry. She cried at the show. She cried when mm -hmm. Wanda is saying goodbye to her family and saying, so she cried through Wanda saying bye to her kids to Wanda saying bye to Vision. Um, and she kept reiterating to me, he has to come back, right? He's going to come back, right? And I was like, I, I mean, I'm sure, but there's no definitive plan. Like, she wanted me to spoil it that, like, they had already been reunited in a movie or something, is what she was hoping. Um, and, like, Mama, yeah, it was really cute. That. You should have said, I'll, I'll show it to you when I have time. Oh, I can't <laughs> find my copy. Just let her live in believing that until it's out or until it happens. Her live in her WandaVision. <laughs> live in her own Westview. And, well, and, like, I showed her the multiverse trailer. And she literally was like, he should leave her alone. She's in her garden. Let her be at peace. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> right. Exactly. She's, she, she, she's right and she should say it again. <laughs> but like rewatching it, I was so like, it's weird because I hadn't done a full rewatch of the series. Like when we were recording the episodes, I would always watch, I mean, almost except for Falcon and Winter Soldier, almost all of them. Every time we would do it, I would watch the episodes twice. Um, WandaVision, sometimes I would watch them three times or four times because those episodes were just so good. And on a rewatch, 
the emotional beats land even harder, I think, because, I mean, Brett, you just did one, right? It's like, you know what's yeah. happening, and it's like, fuck, she's not going to well, have it's a happy ending. It, it's so perfectly paced. I mean, it's like a five, it's five hours. It's a good, amazing five-hour movie. Yeah. Like, the way that they slowly pull you into the darkness like when when you're at the end and she's like getting uh her her parents are getting blown up in a building you're like man this opened with like a lobster door knocker <laughs> <laughs> just a couple episodes ago wait and, and, and it has been so seamlessly <laughs> oh. yeah, yeah I you just... went from dick van dyke to like one of the real real dark episodes of gray's anatomy so fast <laughs> <laughs> and like god her acting I mean, I know everyone has said it, but like, fuck, she nails. And I mean, Brett, you're a TV expert, right? She does a really yeah. good job with the different. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is like when you're doing old, uh, there's a difference between like doing parody and doing it sincerely. And the fact that they all succeeded, her and Bettany both succeeded in doing those rhythms of comedy, but not in an SNL way where you're like ironically winking at yeah. it, where you're actually like noting that no, it like Florence Henderson and Robert Reed and uh, Mary Tyler Moore, like they, it was hard. Like they had to actually do work and seeing the work they put into it. It was just beautiful yeah. and amazing. And so like, I can say on a second full viewing, it's st- like, God, it's just so good. And I will, I will say the only flaw is I didn't love the ending. I think yeah. I, I mean, I'll get there, but I don't think only one of the shows nailed the ending for me. Um, and I'll get there in at, at number three. But number two is Spider-Man Far From Home. That and WandaVision were neck and neck for me because I don't think the MCU has done something so emotionally gratifying as the two of those series. They were like a perfect start and end to the year for the Mm -hmm. MCU. I mean, I was weepy for the last like half hour of No Way Home. Like from Aunt May's death, which like, God, Marissa Tomei nailed that, to like... Andrew Garfield coming through, Tobey Maguire coming through. And I, you know, I said this on our recording. I don't have a lot of nostalgia for those movies. Like, I remember watching them and being like, these are okay, Um, like, back in the day. But watching them with Tom Holland, like, fuck, it was just so good. And, like, the callbacks. And, you know, similarly, similarly to what you said, Brett, about how Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany and, like, Catherine Hahn nailed that acting of the time without being too silly no Way Home nailed a lot of callbacks without it being too like, oh, I get it. This was a meme or like, oh, I get <laughs> it. Like, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think they really landed the emotional beats without being too much in a movie that very easily could have felt crowded and too much. I didn't um, feel manipulated. And that was my biggest fear going in was that they yes. were just going to manipulate me into having an okay time. But then on reflection, I'd never want to watch it again. Whereas I'm like, let's just put it on in a loop in my apartment until I know right? all the words. <laughs> Like, I have thought of Andrew Garfield catching Zendaya and crying and, like, gotten teared up, like, multiple times since viewing that movie. (laughs) Like, um, and number three is Hawkeye for me because that show really nailed the ending. I thought it was, of the MCU shows, the, it had the most complete ending um, that didn't, and I mean, granted, because it probably was the one that wasn't affected by COVID. Um, and if anything, my critique would be, I wish we got more of Yelena and Kingpin in the series. Mm. But what we did get was really great. Like, I loved... I, and I... Ashley, like you said, there there is something to be said for, like, giving us the street-level heroes. And, like, I don't always need it to be, like you said, a god's god ending the world. <laughs> like, all right, yeah, there's, like, a crime boss. That's still a problem these kind of heroes would 
face. <laughs> like, yeah, if it was Thor or Captain Marvel, they'd end this in two seconds, but like, you know, they're shooting arrows. So like, okay. Um, and I just, I, I really liked it. I really liked the fact that they made us love Kate Bishop and Yelena. And like, I agree with you, Ryan. They like, Black Widow was, she was great and charming in that. But like this, I almost feel like she was like, hundred percent like the character was even more fully realized than it already was the character not not to be not to be uh, not to have a controversial hot take not to compare anyone to a republican very sorry everyone but, but I, it felt like when we went from christy swanson to sarah michelle geller where i was like <laughs> okay but this is the girl i want to see more <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> she was fun before she was fine she was cute i had a good time but uh this is my girl. <laughs> right. Yes, I would agree with that. Um, number four is Shang-Chi for me because of what all of you said. I think it was like one of the best and most fun MCU uh, origin stories we've gotten in a while. And I am a very hard sell in an origin story. Like normally mm. I'm like, eh, I want to get to the part where they already know their powers. Um, yeah. How many radioactive spiders do you need to say? Right. And I do think that's what worked in favor in, in favor for this movie is that they didn't really... He like, are like, you know what I mean? Once he was living in San Francisco, he like, he knew how to use his powers. He knew how to fight. That wasn't like a, he needed to learn. It was like, oh yeah, he learned when he was a kid. And then he like left wherever that was. I do think the final act a little bit for me, a little fell apart just because it was like so much. When they're riding mm-hmm. the dragons, it was like, what's going on? Um, but I loved it. I have a crush on him. I loved him oh, and Katie. Yeah. I loved him and Katie not being romantic. Um, because I feel like a lot of times they love to force a like romance when there's not any. And for me, they write as two queer friends who like genuinely love each other. Um, number five is black widow. Again, like I, I did really like it. I just felt it didn't feel too new and it felt weirdly out of place. Like it didn't need to be the prequel that it was. It should have just taken place when it took, it should have like came out when it took place. Mm, um, yes. But again, I think it was the most I've liked Scarlett Johansson's black. Widow. Uh, and then Loki, again, I I did like Loki, and I do agree. I think, Ryan, it was you that said the cinematography, the music, everything looked beautiful in the series. It made me love him more, but I didn't love Sylvie. Like, I never fully got there with her. Mm-hmm. Um, she still felt like a Doctor Who character to me. Mm-hmm. Um, which, like, is fine for Doctor Who, just, like, didn't match. And I never felt, that, again, the the romance that they forced with them, like, did not feel there for me. Um, and I didn't like that we ended on a cliffhanger and the story was just never completed. Yeah. Um, and like, what, we're not getting season two till like another year. Um, I will have forgotten everything. Then I will say Falcon and Winter Soldier, which was only, the only reason it's up higher is because I think I still found them charming, the two of them, even though the plot was like fucking nothing. Um, and they, yeah. Uh, and like, don't make us a thing that Daredevil season one did, right? But I, I love that show. Don't make me wait till the final episode for them to become the character if we already know they're going to become the character is how I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, and then number eight would be What If. I just finished it today. Um, the animation is, I don't know if you all agree, I, the animation, I found it to be like beautiful old school Disney, but updated. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks very much like a Disney doing Marvel. Right, yeah. Which I love. Yeah. yeah, and like even for the lackluster episodes, the art was great. Um, it's just especially in the middle of those episodes. Um, and then nine is Eternals because like Ryan said, they did a great job making a diverse cast and end of list. <laughs> um, hey, 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 Harry Styles is a very fun <laughs> moment in that movie. <laughs> you know what? It is. <laughs> uh, so, okay, let's talk about, we'll like briefly talk about each of these. 
Um, Brett, I know you didn't see Eternals. Um, so, Brett, describe Cersei and Black Knight in the comics, and then I'll say what they were in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, like, I mean, in in the comics, if you go back and read Jack Kirby's original Eternals run, we, good luck. I mean, like, power through. It's <laughs> dense and hard. Um, Cersei is the only Eternal with any type of personality. Yeah. She is bright and fun. She doesn't live in like Olympus or where she's in New York. She has an apartment. She is always throwing parties. And then she joins the Avengers in the nineties, uh, alongside black Knight's already been there for a little while. And they get into like a kind of, I mean, she's essentially an Emma Frost and he's kind of like a dumb Han Solo kind of thing <laughs> a little bit like, and they have a romance. And so they're really mismatched. Uh, I think they're also part of like a, a love triangle too. They have great, great bomber jackets. I cannot stress this <laughs> enough. We need the next of it. Just movie. All of them need to be wearing bomber jackets with uh, A's on the sleeves. Um, Brett, I'm glad you're also, cause like, I know that's like a silly joke. How many people wore those jackets? Like how many of the characters did, but I loved them back then. No, they're, oh, they're so good. I mean, yeah, I, uh, and that's all I wanted was I just wanted black Knight and Cersei <laughs> being, uh, being the most, like, I think they're the ones that injected all of the soap opera drama yes. into the Avengers who are normally very much like we have a charter. We have a chairperson. Like, um so um ashley uh what were they like in the movie <laughs> i've said it again and i'm a, <laughs> i said it before and it got mad i'm gonna say it again Cersei looked like she wanted to cry every two seconds <laughs> that is what she looked like okay like and i don't know what you want me to say i'm not gonna change it up for you because you didn't you know whatever i'm sorry but like no that's not how they were it's crazy oh she has so much personality in the comics well they went the whole other route for the movie <laughs> She, she, <laughs> like, no, saying she had no personality would be a compliment. Cause you know, you could work with that. I can give you one. <laughs> this year was, it was so unbearable. And then it's like, but the whole plot is, is what should I say the whole plot, but so much of it is supposed to do with someone falling in love with her. And I'm like, what were you falling in love with? I'm so confused. What did you, you know? Cause like, I can understand like, you know, like, okay, like, and I know we literally just went over, like, the whole Scarlet thing about, like, some of us, you know, oh, this is, the Black Widow was, like, maybe the most, some of us, like, I understood. I mean, and don't, they, uh, this uh, this is where my my media studies is going to kick in, because they do sexualize her a lot. She has, like, some level of relationship with almost every of the Avengers, but, like, you know, you get it. It's, like, she's a badass. She can, she shoot first, ask questions later. She, you know, doesn't, you know, but then it's, like, Cersei can do so much and yet even I feel like I'm supposed to save her. Like, I feel like, you know, it's like, I'm, I'm worried for her. Is she okay? And so it's like, and I'm like, they're all, and they were, I think in our, like you were saying uh, before we started about like on TikTok, they're like, well, have you ever seen a Marvel movie before? And I'm like, look, I, I get it. And I, this is not personal. I really, I love Gimma Chance. Honestly, one of the reasons why I'm so pissed because it's like, we saw the character she played in Captain Marvel. So it's like, this is someone we know has the capabilities. They did not do that. And that's not on her. I'm sorry. She didn't have a personality. I'm almost convinced she didn't even have anything going on in there at all. I'm very worried for her. <laughs> I, I, it really was like, how did they water this character down so much? And like, I didn't, in the movie, I, you're right, Ashley, that was another part, like, it always felt like she needed to be saved, like, she is super powerful, but, like, they didn't, she didn't do much, right? Like, 
She did the little thingy with the tree and they barely really showed like the action there for her specifically. Not to say that there was no action in the movie, but like her specifically, but yet yeah. she just did this ultra powerful thing. That in itself, like that's crazy. How do you have her do, how do you have her basically come out to be the most like powerful of them? And like, it's under the water. It's, it's really fast. And oh, she turned the thing into a tree still. It's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. I love not knowing what the tree thing is and just <laughs> you know what i'm talking about right tree she turned one of the deviants yeah. into like a thing in the water right and it's yeah. like wow i can't wait to watch it and see this uh epic moment it's just, <laughs> it was just it's so long God. it's so long and i'm sort of just like you too in the sense of i was like well look at least we got black knight coming you know i'm like the movie's really long so any any minute now any minute now he's just gonna come out with a damn sword you know and it's like at least that'll do, you know be some excitement no nope no and like I to to say something nice about the movie, I did like um now I can't even remember is it Faustos that's the gay character? Faustos, yeah. Yeah, Faustos, Faustos yeah. yeah. I did like him and I thought that the way they showed his family, like I did cry when he because I was like, Oh, he's gonna have a husband, but they're not gonna have him say it. It's just gonna be like, Oh, we know, but then they'll be able to cut it. But like he did say like I love you, you know, and they kissed, and I was like, Oh, and he was a great character. Angelina Jolie, she was great. Amazing. That's, so, that's, that's really the thing, is that they were great characters, and they didn't get enough to make yes. it a better movie, unfortunately. I have to... So I wouldn't... I, if I could, I would avoid... So I don't like talking about things I don't like. So if, like, if all the other characters had been given enough, you know, time, I would just focus on the characters I do like. I love Makari. I love Juig. I love their relationship. I loved... Um, I love Gilgamesh. I loved uh, Fina. I loved their relationship. I would have loved that those relationships were dived into. And the fact that they were so short and I got more feeling out of them than the main <laughs> one yes. that was supposed to be the reason why he would fly into the sun says so much. I don't know what you want from me. Don't know. I don't know. They should have had Karen to take off his shirt. I don't know. <laughs> I will. I was just about to say, but I will say Richard Madden was looking good in the whole yeah. movie. He was he, fine he, as shit. Yeah. He had like no personality, but oh boy, was he hot. That jawline is ridiculous. Um, <laughs> and uh, what if? Let's talk about what if. Um, Ashley, you did like what if, right? Oh, I mean, I liked episodes. I would say as a series, like overall, it's meh. It's not mm-hmm. bad, but like it's meh. But there are episodes that I do feel stand out. I am a huge, huge Chadwick Boseman fan. Um, and this might be, you know, a bit biased because of that, but I loved his episode. And for those of you who are Chadwick Boseman fans are just really impacted by us losing him. I will say that, you know, it was a really good, um, send off. I know it wasn't intended to be sadly, but for it to be his last project that he did with the MCU, um, the story does have a happy ending for T'Challa, not specifically Black Panther. Um, but in a way it it was a good, you know, goodbye, happy ending for the T'Challa that we unfortunately, um, we don't really know. I mean, everything going on with, with uh, Black Panther is, is is kind of up in the air. But for his character specifically, it, it was a beautiful um, way for the MCU to say goodbye. And um, Doctor Strange's episode was great. And I do think if you choose not to watch the entire thing, which I wouldn't fault you, because the episodes are standalone, I mean, they do kind of um, interrelate in the end. But like, you could just watch Doctor Strange's episode. I, I do just have a very strong feeling it's going to um, it's going to tie in with Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. So yeah. those two episodes were my personal favorite, and, and the zombie episode was fun. Um, yes. But yeah, that's about. I mean, it. I the 
uh, the Captain Carter, the first episode, I adored because it was just such a fun, <laughs> just a fun romp. I mean, it was just Captain America, the first Avenger, mm-hmm. condensed down to a half hour with her. But I'm just like, I just want to see uh, Peggy Carter chuck motorcycles at Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> it was just and that like swinging uh, jazz music and stuff. I, I thought that was a I thought it was a blast. I mean, I think it was very much I think it's way better than the what if comics. Yeah, I read like a, I read like a hundred of the what if comics because I everyone was like, this show's so dark. And I was like, have you guys not read what if yeah. where every single is like Spider-Man stepped on a crack and now the world has been destroyed. <laughs> like, that's what all the comics were. We're just crazy death. Um, but just like the comics, it was very up and down. And you can kind of just dip in and dip out as um, as character, as whatever character you like. And. God bless any show that is under 30 minutes. Yes, that's just, right? That's all, that's all I care. Um, you know, I I will say the Captain Carter episode I liked, although it, the, the problem, my problem with, with it was what you just said, Brent, is that it felt very like condensed one for one of Captain America First Avenger. And it was like, well, give me something a little different. But I love, I am of the minority that I love Peggy Carter. And I... I'm always, Wait, you're in the minority that you love Peggy Carter? I feel like people kind of brush her off. Um, Wait, I mean, is that a recent thing? Because go back to 2012. Well, because so many people she's the most... <laughs> were mad at her ending up, like Captain America ending up with her and not Bucky. And it's like, we were never going to get Oh my God. That. Yeah, that, okay. Yeah, that that's, yeah. And, you know, <laughs> I just, I don't know. I, I always felt like but Peggy Carter and Chris and Chris Evans and Steve Rogers, the only people that are good enough for, e- for them are each other. Like, that's it. End of list. Um, yes. Yeah. So I did like that episode. Um, and then I did like the ending. I will say, like, Ashley, you had told me the last two episodes were good, and they definitely were, like, the best. Um, I almost felt like, um, Brett, you probably did. I don't mean Ryan or Ashley, you might have. Did you ever read the comic The Exiles? Oh, yeah. It felt very like yet. that. And I almost felt like this could be a cool series if they did something like Exiles like. Well, I think they're they're probably setting that up for season two because they did like assemble that little interesting team. And apparently, like, there's going to be more Captain Carter episodes every single season. Maybe she's jumping to different realities. Yeah, okay. and, I don't know. I, I do. I do like that. It looks like we're like the evil Doctor Strange from his episode is going to be in multiperson. Like, I do like that. They're kind of like how Star Wars does not make inconsequential animated shows. I, I'm. I'm here for Marvel, not just farting out Saturday morning cartoons yeah. like they have been for the past right. <laughs> 20 yeah, years yeah. or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like they're actually like there is a chance we might see Haley Atwell in live action in a super soldier. Scene. Right. Like yeah. that might happen. Mm. And that that's that's fun. That's a that's a. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, wait, Ryan, you didn't watch What If, right? I did not watch What If, but again, okay. I think it's a great idea for a show, and I'll definitely watch it one day when there are multiple seasons and they figured it out. <laughs> uh, which, Brett Ash- Ashley, which was your favorite episode of What If? Oh, I'm extremely biased there, Tyler Bozeman's. <laughs> okay. Brett? Yeah, I mean, I I think the first three, or that's that you asked for one and I'm giving you three. I mean, I'm going to give a shout out to the serial killer episode where it's just Every single Avenger getting uh, murdered. <laughs> I like that episode. <laughs> I was like, this is, I can't believe they're doing this in a cartoon on Disney Plus. It's just showing like, yep, Thor's dead. <laughs> Black Widow's dead. I would like to remind just, everyone that the Love Victor spinoff of Love, Simon was moved to Hulu for being too adult. That's <laughs> <laughs> a quick note. <laughs> right. uh, you know what? I did love that episode too, Brett, the serial killer episode. The ending was weird, but like the reveal of who it was, I was like, oh, all right, I sure. Um, 
It gave us it gave us um, a version of that character we'll never see in the movies because you can't. Hank Pym, uh, he's a complicated character of the comics. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't want to bring that to the movies. Um, (laughs) But I think my favorite was the final, just as it reminded me of the Exiles. Uh, Well, we're going to move right along to Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, They were charming. I wanted them to kiss. Um, (laughs) Does anyone? I I don't know. I feel like. I liked it. I liked it fine. Okay. It is like my, it's my, I think it's my least favorite of everything, but I still like, you know, enjoyed watching it week to week. I thought it had a very rough pilot that first episode where it's like, we're going to put all the action up front. And then the next, the rest of the episode is therapy sessions and bank loan applications. (laughs) And it's like, that's a very weird way to to structure an opening, especially if you don't have another episode waiting. Um, I did not expect for uh, Baron Zemo to be the comic relief right. of a TV show, yeah. but yeah. here we are. What a and weird I, choice. <laughs> but, I mean, Daniel Brühl is, uh, he's hes my Richard Madden. Uh, <laughs> I have biggest hots from Daniel Brühl, so I was happy for that. Uh, and yeah, you, it was right, though, because it was like every character almost other than Falcon and Winter Soldier was interesting. Like the Dormelage showing up and I'm like, yes, I want more of Ayo. This is amazing. Yes, yes. <laughs> Follow yeah. them. Leave and go with them. <laughs> I, I, I will say that I was bummed that the Dormelage and Zemo were kind of I was hoping they would be there till the end and they'd be there for like everything. And it was kind of like, oh, we only got a, like, a taste of that. And then they went away. Um, the Madripoor was like cool, but then it was oh, yeah. like they left. Right. Well, but just like just Madripoor being this firm, like, I don't know, uh, flag in the sand. What's a metaphor um, <laughs> sign of like, hey, Fo- we have Fox properties. Yeah, yeah. Like it was this big like X-Men is coming because <laughs> Madripoor is X-Men. Right. And I was so exciting. I felt um, like with the whole series, <laughs> I, I, I can't necessarily pinpoint exactly what I think was like the overarching flaw that made me really feel like it was meh but it did feel like every episode was like you know when you're in high school and you have to read a few chapters for homework and you start and then you're like I don't remember anything I just read so you have to go back to the beginning and you're like I just not like engaging with this (laughs) and then you would like force it down and then you'd be like I guess I know what happened in that book that was how it felt like I kept restarting the pilot because I would walk away or like I would get, I would be like, all right, I'm going to binge four episodes. I would sit down, watch four episodes. By the end of the fourth, I'm like, I don't remember that last one. So I'm going to have to redo that episode when I start again. And I, 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 the whole thing just didn't, it's not even that it didn't click. It just didn't for me feel like anything that was happening was of crushing importance. And I know factually that it was like something about the pacing or the urgency that just like wasn't there for me. And even though I liked the actors, I didn't feel like they were given a ton to do. Um, So it just felt all together off for me, but I like where the events got us. Like it did plot wise deliver some stuff that I'm glad we got to. So we got Julia Louis Dreyfus in the MCU. Exactly. (laughs) You know, like there was a few things that I'm like, yeah, okay. I'm great. The great contribution, bud, but I didn't (laughs) necessarily enjoy watching it. And I, you know, but that's like the probably the thing. This is the only thing on this list that I could ever say that about. So, you know, yeah. not that big of a failure. I think part of my list is like rewatch ability. And um, like I like the minute No Way Home is available for us to stream. I will I will oh my God. run it yeah. down. I'm just, it's just going gonna to be embarrassing. Um, definitely like the one year anniversary of WandaVision is coming up. I'm already prepared to watch the whole thing. Um, I could definitely watch Shang- I, I, basically everything on this list. 
Um, I think I could rewatch. And then there's like Falcon and Winter Soldier where like, I can't think of like outside of the door, Malaji beating John Walker's ass. I really don't uh, <laughs> like, I'm not too big or anything, you know, there. Um, I, I remember on our, on, when I was here for one of the, the episodes and I was talking about like, you know, I really just hate that plot device of like reactionary, like leftists, like not to get political, but who just doesn't know the limit. And like, even though she wants to help people, she just randomly decides to blow up a, bit, a building yeah, and they don't know I, I, what but, to really do there. Yeah. They do um, a lot of like leftists turn to violence. And I actually don't think that thematically that holds together. Like it, it just, it, they didn't do a good job of really letting it make sense with her character. Cause women, she's extremely caring, which is why she's doing all of this, but it's like, Oh, but we have to make sure she's an antagonist. So have her, you know, do this. Out of place. Bombs. Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, even, um, with the story around Isaiah Bradley. And then, uh, you know, I remember there was a scene where they randomly had the cops uh, pull up on Falcon and asking him for his ID or something like that. You know, I know they were trying to play in with like, Bucky needs to kind of understand why it would be hard for a black man to just randomly, yeah, cool, this is great. I'm going to be Captain America. But like, (laughs) at this point, also, Sam Wilson's pretty recognized. I mean, don't, not to act like, you know, the cops wouldn't be the, t- you could be the most famous black person in the world and they're right, still right, going right. to be who they are or anything, but it's just like, y'all aren't doing well with these things like you think you are. Yeah. Um, and then you give Isaiah Bradley a little part of the museum, which like, great, but also, you know, I mean, even with No Way Home, I think Steve Rogers is getting like a statue or something built. I mean, he has, he has his Broadway play. He has this, he has that. So I'm like, so I guess Falcon and Winter Soldier didn't do that great of a job of letting people know that there was this black man who was taken advantage of. So it's like, <laughs> it um, felt very like we gave you MLK day. What more do you want? A whole <laughs> month? No, literally that is nail on the head, nail on the head. Exactly. So it's just like, you didn't do really what you think you did. And I would have almost preferred you maybe even avoided. I mean, I, I still wouldn't have been happy. So I guess, let me not say that, but it's just like, you just, you didn't do it. You didn't do it. So, um, yeah, I, I really was disappointed there because of that. And I, I genuinely love, you know, I'm a big Captain America fan. I love, yeah, yeah. love these characters. And there's nothing y'all could do to stop, make me not like the characters, but I'm not going to really vouch for this show like that. <laughs> Maybe I'm being like a too optimistic and too forgiving. So someone please at me and say get you know stop you know get off the pipe but i will (laughs) truly fight to my death to say that falcon and the winter soldier and eternals have a good 90 minute movie in there it just needs a really good editor to spend like a couple months working on it (laughs) and i think we could put out something that i'm like all right this is great it just felt they both felt like rushed in the post-production of it all rushed in the edit rushed in the script rewriting process like it felt like it wasn't refined and that was a, a weird because the rest of this list i don't feel that way about but that was weird where i'm like i hope that you're learning your lesson within the studio to be like why don't we give them an extra 18 months let's let's leave it in the oven we don't need to get it out the door because we have to do nine things this year because we said we would do nine let's do seven and make sure they're all spectacular yeah because like even with carly like like when you go to Black Panther and the Killmonger thing, and like, you know, there's like a whole debate, Killmonger was right. And it's like, that man was absolutely batshit crazy. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, and it's like, we can understand where he's coming from, but we all don't. There's also enough here for us to understand. You have to kill him. I am so sorry. I know that's your cousin, but you have to. He's <laughs> right. yeah. Um, And then there's this where, like we were saying, so much of it was was rushed that, you know, you just have her randomly bombing shit to just have to to drive in. She's making too much sense. And we have to remind people she's evil. Maybe if if um, more time had been spent with her to show her 
maybe losing control, whether because of the serum or because of whatever, maybe that would have helped a bit. Um, you know, maybe even seeing with John Walker on some level, you know, cause I feel like yeah. he was supposed to toe the line. I mean, granted the minute he had the shield, I was like, I'm never going to like him. I don't give a shit. He could, he could save a puppy. <laughs> he could save a puppy and I don't want to fuck with him. And, but like, I don't know, maybe more time could have definitely helped here, but with the condensed six episodes and I really don't like it going too long, but maybe it would have helped. I, I yeah. also think like they, the motivation there, it's like they, Instead of saying, you know, she really wants to help people, she has these strong-held beliefs about changing the system, but her flaw is, say, that she's impatient or she's selfish at the end and, you know, she uh, she's too nationalistic. She only wants to help this group of people. Like, mm. some sort of flaw, but that she cares too much and and wants to help people so much that she starts bombing things doesn't track. It just doesn't. Uh, to me, to be like, she just, you know, all she's doing is seeing the big picture is not like a complaint. I don't know. It just doesn't track for me. It doesn't, one thing doesn't lead to the other. And I don't think it makes sense as a flaw. It, it felt very like, don't want, don't hope good things can happen because you'll just end up bombing things. And it's like, I don't think that's true. <laughs> um, all right, let's move on to Loki. Um, I know we kind of already talked about Loki, but I it made me like his character more than I already had. Like, I know that he had, like, very intense stands prior to this. I kind of felt like, oh, Loki's fun. But this show definitely made me, like... I mean, Ryan, I, there was an episode when we were thirsting after him. Like, one, it made me more attracted to him than... Oh, hey, hell was. yeah. He wore that, like, suit very well. Mm -hmm. um, and while I didn't really like Sylvie, I did like every other character. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I liked... Uh, the, I want to say TSA, Jesus, not the TSA. TVA. TVA, <laughs> right. Um, Owen Wilson was very charming. Mm -hmm. um, and I just didn't like, I just didn't like the end. Not Kang, because I agree with you, Ashley. He was like, very like dynamic immediately. Um, but I just didn't like the end that it was like, Sylvie, the like work we did with her just kind of got erased. And then it was just like, yeah. nope, we'll just kill him. Um <laughs> I didn't love the erasing of that. I didn't love... I felt like there was a lot more to be done with uh, B-15, and there was just completely underdeveloped. Um, but overall, I liked the idea for the show. I think I had fun every episode. It was absolutely stunning and beautiful. I walked away with some like iconic moments and iconic imagery, and I felt like it was rewatchable, and also I couldn't wait for more like a second season or another movie. Like I couldn't wait for the story to continue. And so to me, I, I have to put it in the column of like overwhelming success, but I understand too, that there, that by wiping out so much of what happened, it made it so that, yes, of course, by the end, we were all like, Oh my God, new big bad. So impressive. We're having such a great time with Kang. But I wonder why we, it took so many episodes to get there of things that we were going to erase. But again, I had fun. So that's why we did it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I guess there's Hawkeye. I, I, I genuinely loved Hawkeye. Uh, I thought Hawkeye had like a little bit of a rough start, but then like only like that second episode for me a little bit dragged. And then, but I loved everything else. Um, uh, am I the only Vera Farmiga was not good? I, I was actually just about to say, I felt I, th this. Is the thing is like, I know she's a good to great actress, but for some reason, every time she was on and it, and I don't even think it was because she was like the secret villain. 
there was just some weirdness to her energy. I mean, even the opening beginning with the de-aging stuff, I was like, what are we doing? This doesn't even look like Vera Farmiga. Like, it didn't, like, it got me off on the wrong foot. And then when I saw her, I was like, okay, that's Vera Farmiga. Get it. I understand what we're doing here. And then the rest of it just didn't feel like, if this makes sense, a character that was well-suited to Vera Farmiga's set of skills. Yeah. It's almost like she did not... Uh, it's almost like she was reading all of her lines the first time. So like, it, there was there was like just like a lack of conviction. I don't know. It was very strange, especially pairing her with Tony Dalton, who was just like oh swinging God. for the fences. That was so fun. But it, it, it felt like they were in two different things. It felt like Tony Dalton was in a like hilarious, campy, over the top romp about silly, silly, silly people, and that was great for the Home Alone energy of the movie. Vera Farmiga swung between like. Yeah, like an, a not lived in character who she didn't understand, but was just saying words to like a dark brooding shot of Vera Farmiga as like your conniving mother quickly back to like, I think that we should all go to the party. And I was like, who is yeah. this person? Yeah. This isn't Vera Farmiga. <laughs> it just didn't feel like they were on the same page about who she was supposed to be. Uh, but that was off. But otherwise, I loved the show. So that, uh, you know, and, and I love Vera Farmiga. So I feel like they should have had her maybe play more so like scared instead of she was supposed to kind of like be like a boss lady working for crime mm-hmm. award and and that's why they're so super rich and her daughter doesn't know it was i think it maybe would have been more convincing of a like more from a i have to do whatever this man wants because i'm scared he's gonna hurt us sort of point of view mm-hmm. and she was supposed yeah. to really be like more so a badass and i just like it didn't but like swordsman was great and that's that's what's so ironic well not just ironic because he's great i i do love his character even in the comics um but like them paired as y'all were saying like them paired together was just like like at some there were times where he even gave me more like bad guy vibes possibly possibly I was on Team Kate where I was like, "This, get this guy away from your mother. Like, even if he didn't do anything. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I I felt like Via Farmiga was just trying to go for like a distant rich mom. And I don't, and I think because also they wanted to have a mystery there. I, I really thought she was going to end up being Madame Mask, but yeah, I guess not. Um, just because Madame Mask is such a big part of those comics. I really kept thinking that. Um, but I don't know. I still just like, I agree with what you're saying. All of you are saying about her, but I just like, I was like, eh, that's fine. We have like five other characters that I love in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know I what? Mean, I'm going to say this. I also wish that the outfits had snapped. I wish she had went off and looked like she was in Beetlejuice and she was like one of the deeds. <laughs> that's what I wanted to see. I wanted crazy witch, rich lady outfits. And I kept just getting like a caftan, a gown. I was like, oh, but we got with. The instant Yelena shows up, yeah, no, and Yelena I love, eight. I love them yeah. picking up on this tiny little thing from Black Widow, where she just loves this vest, and you could, and it's it's symbolic of like I finally get to make choices, and I love this vest, and I get to carry. It's yeah. you know appreciating the small things because she never could before, and so then you see this like evolution of her character when she comes on, and it's like she's wearing so much, yeah, and it's so great, like just every brooch and like necklace oh, and t shirt and combat boot, and it's like. Yeah, I mean, uh, she is maybe the only Marvel character that has a personal style. Yes, I was thinking that. They like, I am so glad that they were like, oh, okay, we like that cutscene when she's dressed like Cher from Clueless in Black Widow. I was yeah. like, yes, I love this outfit. And then like they were like, okay, let's let's like move forward with that. And I really like that because you know, I mean, of course they dress them like nice, but like there's no like style 
No, I mean, it's everyone is wearing baseball caps and sunglasses. Like, <laughs> like they make that joke in Ant-Man. <laughs> like, that's just... And I'm just like, I love that every time she was on screen, she had like a fucking killer outfit. Um, Great coach. Yeah, I just, yeah. And I love that the character too brought us all back to like a place of like, this is her day-to-day job. You know what I mean? Like this right. is not, she's not like, oh my God, my adrenaline's part. She's like, oh, very good job with your punch. <laughs> and, like, it. and it was like, okay. Nothing personal. Yeah. These characters like live like this. It's not like you go from like crisis to crisis to crisis. Like your pituitary gland would give out. I think she's living like this day-to-day and it made the character so much more rich and real and I, I just hope that's the model we have going forward for when we introduce new characters is like yeah. a lot of dimension to their personality that they feel like they're living a life. Yeah, I think. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, we got a really good take in a short time and he did such a good job with it, of the dynamic between uh, Yelena's Black Widow and what, you know, well, now she can go by Hawkeye with um, Kate Bishop because they kind of like alluded to that at the end of the series. Um, and, you know, that just that elevator scene in itself um even when it comes down to the fighting like we know yelena is purposely not trying to hurt her like this is someone who could just have her dead already but like even the the flipping her around knowing that because she has some fighting skill that she can you know fall her ass on the floor she'll be okay but like even when she like smacks her upside her head she doesn't smack her back she's like what the hell was that and it's like really reminiscent of I don't want to hurt you. I'm not going to hurt you. I might flip your ass over this table real quickly, but like, I feel like they did just a really good job as, you know, in terms of like making sure not to depower Yelena, like, cause we, we, mm-hmm. we know how much she's been through in terms of training because unfortunately of her past and not making, you know, her look like she, cause I kind of feel like that happened in low key. Like, I really feel like Loki's character got depowered next to Sylvie. And I really hate yeah. that. Um, and so I was just really happy to see, like, okay, we see Kate Bishop kind of not winning against Elena, but just a very clear, like, I came here to do a job and Kate Bishop, you were getting in my way. Like, you know, type of thing. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I think, yeah. I, yeah, I think uh, Ryan and Brett, you'll at least, I, I, the Buffy reference I think of as like glory with Buffy. We're like, yes, one hundred percent, right? Like she's like, oh, you're kicking me in the face. Your boots are cute, and like, yes. yeah. she's like, oh my god, you have super strength. Who the hell doesn't? Right. <laughs> <laughs> it like reminded me of that dynamic, which I really love. Except for like, you know, Yelena wasn't actually the villain. Um, Gross. And- I was fighting a vampire slayer. How embarrassing. <laughs> right. Sorry, I'm just like so in it now. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so let's go to Black Widow. Black Widow is my favorite character in the MCU. Okay. So, uh, yeah, no, she is. Go ahead. Yeah, no, she is. Go ahead. No, I think that, like, I was very angry at Endgame, and this rewatch has been very therapeutic. (laughs) Um, uh, Because her through line is, like, very, very clear throughout all of them, and watching Black Widow right after Civil War, it really should have come out in 2016 or 2017. That would have been great. uh, Because... I mean, they do not even make it clear that it takes place after Civil War. Like, it is... Right. They don't even, like... I like that Loki, they show you the scene from Endgame. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> they do not even do that. It is, like, very much... Like, you have to do the math of, like, 21 plus 1995 <laughs> is 2016. Civil War came out in 2016. Okay. That's insane. I, um, I kind of did like the energy of Marvel saying, though, if you care, you'd have Googled it. If you don't care, you <laughs> don't care. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I loved, I liked it a lot. I think that my main problem was I have 
all ever since, you know, Avengers, well, ever since Iron Man 2, like her that one hallway fight with that awful wig. Um, <laughs> I was so obsessed with that hallway fight. And I was like, I want more of that. And every single Marvel movie since then has given us like another really good 15 second Black Widow fight. And I've just been like waiting <laughs> for, you know, over a decade of like, we got the hallway fight in Daredevil. We got uh, Atomic Blondes, like 10 minute, you know, one shot fight scene. I'm like, Black Widow's got to give us that. And then when it didn't, that was just like, oh, okay. I thought we were going to get a Buffy versus Faith complete (sighs) Black Widow off. And it wasn't. And I was so, I walked away thinking like, that was a good movie. There was things about it I liked. There was things about it. I had a lot of fun. But yeah, it felt like we didn't get the payoff that we were looking for. I do like, and so like watching that and then going into Infinity War, it does... I don't know for me as someone that is like written was way too much about the character and her arcs and et cetera, et cetera. And I uh, get tears up when, when her and Steve and T'Challa are the three to go to the edge of the border degree and give the middle finger to the, uh, whatever they are at the black order or whatever. Uh, it just, I just, I love, I love, I love her. And I, uh, <laughs> and, and it makes, it makes her uh stupid, lazy death. <laughs> feel a little bit better as does Hawkeye honestly as does Hawkeye actually giving us a lot of talking about it because Iron Man got that huge beautiful funeral and then you cut away to just Clint and uh, Wanda talking like we're saying I wish that (laughs) yes no no one else anyway (laughs) so anyway um but yeah Yelena's great uh I I loved David Harbour and uh Rachel Weisz so much yeah 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 the, I mean, the best scene in that movie for me was that family dinner scene. Like, they were just so good. And that was when Florence Pugh, like, Yelena goes off and has, like, her, like, spiral meltdown. And she was really good in that scene. Um, yeah, I, 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 I almost wish that we could have gotten a Netflix series, a Black Widow Netflix series of the yeah. two of them, mm-hmm. like, going through different missions and whatever. Because for me, it was the most I liked that version of Black Widow. Because I liked their sister dynamic. I thought they really had a good sister dynamic. It could have been a fun family thing in the way that Alias kind of became a fun family thing for a while. <laughs> um, I did not watch Alias. That's always one of those shows that I'm like, I probably should watch that. At least Jesus the first Christ. two and a half seasons. <laughs> yeah, and then they're all fan fiction seasons like Weeds. And I love when shows do that. When they're all of a sudden like, <laughs> what if it was upside down and under the sea? And you're like, all right, let's do that for 22 episodes. <laughs> yeah, wild. Uh, and we'll go to Shang-Chi next. Um, I, I was just so happy with the dynamic between him and Katie. I just, they, you know, we had the friendship dynamic between Kate and, or Clint and Natasha. And I do think that was done well, but I think this was more like younger best friends who are just best friends. Like, it's not like they've been fighting a million battles or killing assassins together. They were just like friends who then went on a wacky adventure. And I yeah, like that. The shit. karaoke cutaway ah, and like so the one yes. karaoke moment at the end was like really. Uh, also, I really enjoyed them. I, I, I like it when Marvel addresses uh, its own history. <laughs> Basically them taking the tin rings and like really actually pointing out, you know, uh, yeah, a racist ass white guy just uh, took stole my organization's <laughs> name, used it. Uh, then bringing back Trevor Slattery, like basically it was like a lot of lemons out of or lemonade out of lemons or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
I will say also, I, I felt like it worked creatively from a, uh, and I, you know, I'm rare to say this in uh, something with so much CGI. It worked creatively from a CGI perspective because a lot of the mystical animal creatures could have come off uh, very late stage Pokemon or yeah. like um, Fantastic Beasts where I'm like, I don't like looking at this. So like, <laughs> but I didn't. I walked away being like, I need a plush of all of these right now. Like I had a really fun time and I thought they pulled those off and it could have very easily gone sideways, but a lot of care seemed to have gone into them yeah i also yeah. like uh tony long was phenomenal when woo like oh, i just yeah. like Not. any sort of like and i'm putting air quotes around villain because he's technically the antagonist i mean well he does awful bad awful things too but just like this different sort of dynamic of like he is a victim in a sense of he's being preyed on and being used um and you know it's it's they're using his emotions of, of, you know, for his wife to do so, to get him to do something that he may not know that he's doing, but he's still doing it in a really bad way. So, you know, we're still playing with familiar territory of how uh, Marvel likes to depict its, its villains, but in a different sort of, you know, I, I love any time when they have us like both like understanding, all right, you got to kill him because he's losing his shit, but also you sympathize <laughs> with the villain. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I just, like, I think that's always like the best um, sort of story. But I say that to say that like they were able to kind of use it to like, give it the romance that almost every MCU origin story has mm. to have, but like without having to do that with the main character and like, like you were saying, like we got to just yeah. have Katie and Shang-Chi be friends and stuff like that. Um, and then also, yeah, uh, Shang-Chi's sister was like another, I feel like we have a lot of new characters that we got this year. Um, and she's another one who kind of gets like, when Shang-Chi came out, there was a lot of conversation around her, but her like the conversation starting to get buried. But that is another one who like I'm really excited for her future, considering how like the post credit scene and what that's going to oh. look like now. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I I agree. Uh, do we want to move on to wait? What's the next one? What do we got? Uh, we just have No Way Home and Wandavision. I think so. I think so. Yeah. Brett, give us your Spider Man No Way Home. Does Ashley, I, and Ryan all talked about it yeah, in the no. last episode? <laughs> Uh, Daredevil has been one of my outside of the X-Men Daredevil and she and she Hulk are my favorite Marvel characters. Um, I, I got to interview Charlie Cox for work for his AMC plus Irish crime drama, which <laughs> the name I can't even Ken. It was called Ken. And I got to interview him and I made sure to wear my Daredevil pin because it was on Zoom, but I had my Daredevil action figures behind me. He noticed them and he was like, oh, was that a Daredevil pin, mate? And, and I was like, yep. Uh, and then I, I didn't ask him. And then about Spider-Man stuff, because AMC specifically sent an email. It's like, all questions must be about Ken. Right. Um, and so I did that. And then afterwards, he was like, hey, and I just want to th thank you so much for not asking the thing that you know I can't talk about because uh, it always leads to very awkward moments. And I was like, yeah, I know. I know you can't say anything. Uh, thank you so much. So, I have loved Daredevil forever. I loved that show. Uh, and I didn't I didn't even believe the rumors because um, I uh, fandoms uh, right. make me anxious. <laughs> the, the fervor makes me anxious. Um, and so seeing him in in that in that scene and just seeing like all my dreams come true, seeing him catch that brick. I I just I I and that also being like the day after Wilson Fisk shows up on Hawkeye right. and I know they did not plan that because these movies have been shunted all around because of COVID but like it works so well how how amazing to see both of them back again and I cannot wait to see him in She-Hulk because he definitely is going to be in She-Hulk um 
yeah and then i i you know i loved i loved all of it <laughs> but the daredevil i just needed to really underline i'm so fucking pumped for more daredevil and i don't care if the netflix shows are canon or not whether or not a show is canon does not have any bearing on its quality um agents of shield fans calm the fuck down <laughs> like your shit can be air quote decanonized and it's fine it still exists um anyway uh but yeah i i loved it i loved all those moments, having seen all those movies, the Spider-Man movies came out when I was in high school. And so, you know, just seeing Toby again was just really, you know, because in the early 2000s, those were, that's what we had. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, that and X-Men really kicked off the entire yeah. idea of a well, modern it was this really movie. beautiful thing where it's like X-Men 1 comes out in 2000 and it kicks ass and Spider-Man 1 comes out and is better than that. The next two comes out and is better than Spider-Man 1 and Spider-Man 2 comes out. It was this really fun back and forth those two franchises had before they both went to crap. Well, uh, well Brett, I will contest with you that the Spider-Man movies were never better than the X-Men movies, I think. I well, I think Spider-Man 2 is better than X-Men 1 for sure. I don't yeah. I think Spider-Man 2 is the best of those, but I still don't think it's that good. Um but well, I listen, know that we can like, have a physical fight later. <laughs> <laughs> I was say I know that's like an actual hot take. Um but yeah, it's it's really weird that they had like a slump after WandaVision and like Black Widow and then Shang-Chi and then like, you know, we ended on like the kind of like it was like WandaVision was the peak and then it was down from there and then we went back up and we like climbed back. Yeah, up. it was like Shang-Chi was a was a peak. Yeah. I feel I felt like there was like a lot of excitement around that. And then Eternals happened. I honestly feel like the pandemic was the best thing that could have happened to Eternals. <laughs> because it's like the movie came out in theaters and they can forever say, Oh yeah, it didn't do that well at the box office because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Like it was this kind of like we can just get this out there. You know, we don't have to really focus on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, like, I, I just, they did a good job this year of like, I mean, they've done it. They've always done a pretty good job of the emotional beats, but I feel like infinity war and Endgame they were kind of like, Oh, we need to be way more intense slash serious about these emotional beats. And I feel like since then they have been, um, I mean, they've definitely like faltered. So like, you know, I, I think Spider-Man far from home was like a pretty boring movie. Um, but I think they've done a good job with emotional beats and like taking the trauma these characters go through seriously, which is something that like the comics didn't even do for a while. Right. Like, and I appreciate that about these, like they've been doing that. I don't know. Like I, I would have never imagined them doing a whole series about Wanda's trauma. Right. Yeah. I mean, like that's I think for they're me. trusting themselves more with, like taking not necessarily even big swings, but taking like um, characters that they, you know, that there maybe there isn't the marketing data to prove that will sell out mm, instantly, yeah. no matter the quality and being like, all right, because that's how this started. Nobody was like waiting for an Iron Man movie right. when it first <laughs> came out. And that's the best part of the Marvel movies is that like their stamp of approval means that you're really going to see something of quality. And I liked that this seemed, it seemed like a lot of this year was them remembering that about themselves. And uh, that's the most exciting thing to me because um, She-Hulk better destroy, better creatively just choke me out. (laughs) I, I need, I, I'm already, I've been saving up money for months 
putting it away in a little pocket in my bank account just to buy every single piece of Tatiana Maslany as Jen Walters piece of I'm getting that hot toy. I'm getting every single t-shirt. Uh, I talked a lot of God, shit about Funko I, Pops, but guess what, bitch? They got me. It's like when I am in a dark place, I just remember it. They cast Tatiana Maslany. <laughs> as, and Mark Ruffalo's going to be on it at <sighs> least some. And the two of them, I... God. I'm really excited. Yeah, anyways, I just also with everything going on now, we now know exists some a version of them exists in the MCU. I mean, you've already talked about Charlie Cox, but I also just feel like this show is one of the best avenues to also bring in uh, yes. Jessica Jones. When? Um, oh, when? I was yeah. waiting to bring it up, but when? <laughs> I'm, I'm really i I would say so. I didn't hate Luke Cage, but the main thing that made me like it was um, Cottonmouth, and then they killed him off, and also mm. now he's Blade, so I don't really care too much about what they're doing with that <coughs> stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. And so we we don't we don't talk about that that fourth uh, member of the Defenders. He, <laughs> I don't yeah, even remember. Let's move on. No <laughs> idea. No idea. So, but I did enjoy. Obviously, uh, yeah, I did did enjoy um, Jessica Jones, and of course, um, Daredevil. So now that we know. We have this. I, I'm, I'm I know. all for them bringing even more people from Daredevil in, but we have our Kingpin. We have our uh, we have oh. our uh, Daredevil. If they could use She Hulk to bring in Jessica Jones, I would be and in it would, heaven. It would make it would make sense, right? It I really make, do absolutely. Think it would make sense. Yeah, well, and they've really doubled down on like this is going to be a episodic half hour comedy action show and like that's perfect like that is what i wanted oh. from the netflix shows was like J- jessica jones is a private eye you could do yeah. a different case every episode veronica mars this shit had, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i think she maybe had three cases across three seasons yeah. 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 a lot of trauma and i feel like we can now we can get away from that a little bit yes. and let her like breathe like she, just let like Kristen Rick, show how how good she can do yes. Like, give her dialogue and stuff to, like, they spun, I truly believe the first season of Jessica Jones is great. And there's only one episode I would cut. But I truly believe that if we give her not shit she has to spin into gold, but some gold, she'll spin it into diamonds, bitch. Like, I need to see it. (laughs) Like, don't trust a bitch in apartment, whatever. Like, she's, she's a great comedic actress. So it's like, I think she'd do a great job. Not to make it too much comedy, but like, they went really dark- than they needed to in her Netflix yeah. series. Um, and I do think you can still keep that serious tone yes. um, that brought in so many good action scenes and so much, you know, it's such a great plot while, you know, doing what Marvel does. I mean, like, No Way Home is a pretty serious movie, but we still, you know, we weren't in there just like on the floor, like, oh my God, I'm rethinking everything. Yeah. <laughs> but I, felt, I really feel like Jessica Jones is a perfect character that could spike, like on Buffy, where it's like, okay, there's a yes. lot of trauma and darkness. And sometimes I'm like, that was a fun backstory thing, but let's lighten it up. And then makes for wonderful comic relief because outside of a thing that's about them, they're like a step detached, tough guy personalities make for great jokes, make for great moments, make great, like both straight man, but also like mashed up with a character who's very different makes for fun dynamics. I just yeah. think like it's, it, she would fit in so perfectly. And, um, if uh, and I'm gonna say it, if she if if there was a dude character that came off as well as she did, like say Daredevil or Wilson Fisk, it would have already <laughs> happened. So yeah. just do it, <laughs> do it. <laughs> yeah, and like you know, I've, some people have said they don't think like the tone could match, but I mean, like just make it like less violent 
endless cursing. And then we went like, from the dark world to Ragnarok. We can do right? this. <laughs> like you just yeah, can. Yeah. And I, I think Kristen Ritter specifically has the acting chops to like, okay, yeah, if you want to make Jessica Jones still that character, but like make her less dark to fit the Disney Plus shows, like she can do that. And it's still the same. It's still the character we love, right? Yes. Like, and I also do think Disney Plus, when they when they launched and they were like, we're going to be the family friendly streaming service. And yeah. it's like, you realize that all the Marvel movies say shit in them, right? <laughs> okay. Uh, they've really, I think, let off of that whole like every kids could put on anything like Hawkeye. I mean, even I mean, Bob these are Iger sh- came out and said recently, I know he's no longer with the company, but he came out recently and said like, they really need to expand the amount of offerings for different kinds of people that they offer. Yeah. It's like the Beatles are saying fucking making like uh, jerk off jokes in get back on Disney plus. <laughs> but I don't really know any like six year olds that are waiting through eight hours right. of recording. <laughs> but still, but still once again, love well, Victor saw- had, two boys hold hands and ended up on Hulu as like an yeah. M-rated series by Disney I mean, what, They like won't, they, they completely scrapped the Lizzie McGuire reboot because she's an adult and will have sex. An adult so, woman yeah. who like yeah. has, a, has a vibrator. Disney was right, like, exactly. <laughs> what do you mean she doesn't just date? And like in What If, like those characters are being murdered every episode people were being yeah, murdered. I mean, that's what I think that like Disney Plus, I I don't know, benefit of the doubt. I do think that like if Love Victor was coming up now, maybe they would leave it on there because mm-hmm. their idea of what Disney Plus is seems to have completely changed. Yeah. They pivoted yeah. over the past two years. They realized that a streaming service cannot run with the cultural standards of Disney World. Because in right. Disney World, yes. you're already there. And so the fact that everything's delightful, you don't really think about getting bored because it's in your face flashing. But on Disney Plus, I'm like, okay, on HBO, I can I have my pick of apocalypses all starring Mackenzie Davis. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, let's wrap up. Uh, Ashley, what are you most looking forward to in 2022 for Marvel? Um, well, I guess at the moment, it would have to be Multiverse of, of Madness. Um, you know, I'm really excited to see my girl Wanda. Um, I mean, I don't know really what route my sister is going to take, but whatever it is, um, I'm, I'm there. I'm, I'm going to say she, she, they deserved it. Um, right. Whatever it is, we stand. <laughs> it's like, that's just the, you should, you shouldn't have been in her way. You tripped her. Um, and you know, I, I am still excited for Wakanda forever. Um, you know, I know sadly with everything that's going on, there's just so much that's up in the air, but you know, I, I have complete faith in, in Ryan Coogler. Um, and so I'm, I am excited to see what goes on there, but that's really late in the year, I believe November now. So, um, right now, do we, yeah, (laughs) I was going to, do we think, so I, I tweeted this the other day, um, after watching Hawkeye and then bringing in Wilson Fisk and then watching No Way Home and then bringing in every Spider-Man ever, what are the possibilities that they've cast Michaela Cole to play Storm in Wakanda Forever? I, I, I personally do not think so. Uh, I feel like she, um, might end up being maybe Madam Slay, uh, but <sighs> we'll see. She just, she looks so much like, you know, a, sto- I mean, she a could, great she, storm she girl. Looks, uh, definitely the part. I mean, like, <laughs> don't get me wrong. I mean, if she is, then, you know, let's get into it. But, yeah. um, I'm just a little worried about how that's going to, um, how that's going to start the X-Men, uh, <laughs> story. I don't, I don't, I'm not entirely like. I don't know. I don't know. To be honest with you, I Who think knows? I would be more happy about it if like, so, okay. My main thing with WandaVision, especially now with the way that No Way Home ended, is that Quicksilver could have been either a variant or they could have done a thing where like, uh, uh, 
Agatha has just enough capability to bring one person out of the multiverse, but not do what, you know, Dr. Strange did or some shit like that. Um, but anyways, I say all of that to say they've had a lot of opportunities now to at least allude a lot more to the X-Men. And so I would be a little nervous if our real first interaction with them ends up just being Storm um, by herself, unless they're going to build mm. that into an origin story of her own. And, and, you know, and it's, so it's like, it's yeah. to get complicated. And I just like, I'm very scared of them. They know better than to make her throwaway character. They would never in, in God's name because I'll, I'll riot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, what are you most looking forward to? Listen, we got a ton of great stuff coming up. We got Kamala. We got Riri. We got Moon Knight. She-Hulk, obviously. So excited about. Oh, I, I forgot about Moon Knight. Yeah, we do have that too. <laughs> let's not underrate. We will be getting Natalie Portman on screen again. Oh, my God. So mm-hmm. I, Love and Thunder. Oh, Love yeah. and Thunder, yeah. I, I need, uh, I need you all to correct your uh, most. No, I'm just kidding. Um, also, Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and I, you know, it's silly, but uh, already at Christmas this year, I was like, I wish that was this year. And I can't stand Chris Pratt. Um, but I am the most excited for. I think I want to say She Hulk, but I'm already. I'm. Uh, this is so. This is. The, the, I'm a crazy person. I'm already upset that it won't go on forever. That it will end at some point. <laughs> <laughs> um, so maybe i'm excited it's gonna have like nine or ten episodes though so it's gonna be longer it being street level i think you know it's one of those shows that will probably have another season as well so it's probably easier to make as a exactly show. exactly exactly but i will say you know at the end of wandavision i was like i wish i'd never even seen it because it's god like i was so <laughs> upset so i already anticipate getting upset that she hulk is over however of course that's my number one otherwise other than she hulk that in its own category of ryan is mentally ill which i am um i believe i am most excited to be surprised by um a new like I don't know I know about Moon Knight because I've read Moon Knight comics and I've seen him in like teen up team up stuff but I've never like deep dived to be like wow I'm so into this character for the next six months like it's always just been a character that's been on my periphery um and I think Oscar Isaac being so beautiful and charismatic I I'm I'm hoping to be pleasantly surprised by something this year the way I was multiple times last year so yeah, I that's hope fair. a that's pleasant fair. surprise is my number one, and it's hard to say specifically what that will be. But uh, you know, if 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 we come out of this and Natalie Portman gets to actually have fun and chew some scenery, I'm going to be like, well, that was my pleasant surprise. <laughs> Brett, what are you most looking forward to? Uh, I mean, it it She Hulk uh, by 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 far. I mean that the fucking oh that fucking like little teaser that they did that, really that good, showed yeah. the one like. 70s lawyer commercial parody with <laughs> so like with Tatiana. It's because like it, that is just all that was all the comfort I needed is because like I honestly feel She-Hulk and Daredevil are like the two characters that any writer can take them and they're going to do great somehow. Yeah. Like, these characters have a magic to them. Like there are multiple She-Hulk runs that are just so perfect. And the fact that they are pulling in the funny, there's going to be fourth wall breaking apparently, you know, like Jamila Jamil's playing Titania, <laughs> <laughs> just wild stuff that I'm like super, super pumped for. And then I am also super pumped to see uh, Chris Hemsworth go full Thunderstrike in love and thunder with uh that long hair and the leather vest (laughs) every iteration has added to this bank bank (laughs) i I love i love his um i just love his dynamic with the guardians of the galaxy and i love mantis and i can't wait to see more of these these weirdos and it's gonna be great although i will Um, say if we do get some um 
if we do get some of Ryan Reynolds popping up, uh, you know, just suddenly, you know, we're doing multiverse stuff and it's like, oh, you know who would fit in great here? It better be a two second cameo. I do not want <laughs> it to be suddenly taken over. I want us to be eased into the Ryan Reynolds of it all, please. <laughs> yes. Um, I think what I'm most looking forward to is Multiverse of Madness, She-Hulk, and Marvel's. Um, I think those are like my- Wait, Marvel's is next year too? Yeah, yeah it's, 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 it's oh my god! I, I, I believe Marvel's is, is not coming out until- um... Or wait, I'm sorry, not Marvel's. Uh, Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel, yes, 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 yes. yes. Um, I've, I forgot which one was coming out. But those are, because like, I read the first like few trades and I really just think Kamala will like, she has like a nice, she's like Spider-Man. She has like supporting characters that are human- and I think, like, you know, we, we're not going to get a Tom Holland Spider-Man Disney Plus series, probably. Um, but, like, this would be that. Like, I do feel like Spider-Man could benefit from a Disney Plus series because of, like, we could, you know, I, I, I think about this a lot. Um, that Punisher episode where we got everyone's different perspective from the same thing that happened. And, like, the movies can't do that. And I think that was one of the best episodes of any of the Disney Plus series. And I have no love for Punisher but I love John Bernthal as Punisher. Um, and I think that the Disney plus series like can allow them to do that. And like Kamala has a lot of like fun human supporting characters, like her parents and like her best friends and like the people at the bodega and like the people in her school. Like, I just feel like that'll be cool seeing something like that where we get to see, cause we got it in, in the Netflix series, but none of them were like big powered superheroes. Um, and this would be like Kamala does have like big powers, uh, yeah. literally she and Biggins, but like you know they probably will change that. Yeah, I um, think but they, I just think I just think that'll work really well. Yeah, they're um, um, we're talking about giving her. They're the no, I'm not even gonna say it because there be all sorts of rumors and we don't know what's gonna end up actually being yeah. true. <laughs> but yeah, I would say in order about what you were saying about Spider Man, I don't believe it's coming out next well this year. Um, but we have the animated series Spider Man that's supposed to be following his freshman year. Um, that they announced during the Disney Plus event, like oh, right. last I month. Forgot about that. Um, they haven't announced who's gonna voice it. I mean, obviously, you know, I'm I'm rooting for Tom Holland. Would love that. Um, but if not, I'm available. Tech available. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so we are gonna get something. I mean, unfortunately, well, I shouldn't say unfortunately because animated series are great. Um, but like it won't be a live action street level thing. But like we get to see him before uh Tony Stark came in and said, "Here's a billion dollars to go make yourself better." <laughs> oh, that's fun. oh that is okay wow yeah oh yeah i that's hadn't even fun. thought about that yeah so it'll be like because the iron man of it all does get a little bit eh, for me with uh spider-man but this will be yeah i didn't even thought about that it'll be like pre-iron man um all right well thank you thank all three of you for thank you to all three of you for joining me um thank you all for listening uh this has been our mcu wrap-up um and if you like slayer fest 98 you can find us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Spotify now has a rating system, so please, if you like us, rate us. And don't forget to subscribe to us. Um, you can support us on Patreon, where we're going through... We just finished up Harley Quinn Season 1, and we'll be starting Season 2 in 2022. And um, you can follow us on social everywhere at SlayerFestX98, and you can follow me at Carlos. Ryan, where can everyone find you? You can find me at Ryan Houlihan on the social platforms that you're on. Um, you're an adult, but also go read InputMag.com. We um, and if you find the input uh, at InputMag uh, 
Twitter account, we ran down our best stories of 2021, and they are geeky and nerdy and and weird and surprising and emotional, and there will be something in there that will really blow your mind. So uh, go check it out. Uh, Ashley, where did everyone find you? Ashley K. Smalls on all socials, and you can read my blog, brooklynblur.com. Brett? I'm at uh, at Brett White on uh, Twitter and Instagram. You can read my, I guess I'm doing Boba Fett coverages right now um, (laughs) on Decider, as well as uh, Drag Race is starting a whole nother year of nonstop international drag race for the next foreseeable future. Never going to end. That's my life. (laughs) Thank you guys for joining me and we'll see you all next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.